hey, young America, we need to talk. You may think this is uncool. You may even think it is bogus. But I want to tell you about something that has everyone buzzing. Something that concerns mature boys and girls just like you. Something called grassroots. Welcome to episode 187. I'm, I'm your, one of your hosts, Regular Nas. Uh, don't forget to join our Discord, subscribe to our YouTube, engage us on Twitter and Instagram. And uh, yeah, I already introduced myself. I'm Regular Nas. Let's get this roll call going. <laughs> I'm Aaron Ashley Simon. <laughs> I'm Brandon Kimberby, y'all. <laughs> I am Wilson. We also have Chris uh, and Michaela behind the wings. Yes, in the wings. yes. They would have uh, like the some... little black boxes, no pun intended. <laughs> Yo, I can't I can't stand Nas with his intro. <laughs> Yo, Nas may be the funniest introer ever. It's like this is regular Nas. Again. <laughs> again. <laughs> Who does the again like like this is like the audio comes out first. So you did this, no one saw that you did this. And now they, I'm doing they won't. The same. They won't. Yeah, no, now, now I'm doing this. On same YouTube thing. they'll get it. On YouTube, they'll yeah, get it. Yeah, yeah. But let's get into something real serious because this guy, Chris, uh, Charlie, Charlie, like, like I know him, Charles, Charles Barkley. Barkley. Charles mm-hmm. Barkley is out there spreading misinformation on his platform once again. All right, the mouth from Al- Alabama, the mouth from the South, again, is spreading misinformation. So, Brandon, you want to roll the facts before we get into this? Well, I think. There's a lot of misinformation going on right now, right, around Bianca's case. Um, obviously, everyone's angry at the ruling uh, with those officers seemingly getting away with uh, murder in cold blood. Um, but then, again, there's a lot of facts that are out there that are air quotes facts. And then, then there are a lot of things that, again, as, as we've done more research, we've, we've obviously debunked, right? So let's go into a few of the things that are not facts, right? They're saying that Breonna Taylor was, in fact, in, caught up into this drug ring. And uh, this was the, the case of a drug, a, a drug something gone wrong. She, she had it coming, per se, right? We know that that's not the case. That's been debunked, right? Right. This girl didn't come from uh, the street life. This girl was not uh, some horrible criminal running a, a criminal organization. Mm-hmm. You know, she was a victim of circumstances, horrible circumstances, which led to her demise. That's one, right? Two is uh, the, the, the arrest warrants. There was a lot of misinformation with the home. They said for originally that there wasn't a warrant issue for her home, right? But then they said it was an issue for her. It was issued for, I believe, uh, a, a significant other or something like that. Um, and then, and go ahead, you were about to say something. Oh yeah, no, 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 I was gonna, no. I was gonna agree with you and say, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so then it went from that to, well, no, uh, it was at her home, but the warrant was for her significant other. It had nothing to do with her, yet somehow we're missing the point that she's still being targeted as this this horrible person that was, you know, 
selling uh, paraphernalia. I don't, I don't understand it. I don't understand, uh, especially for someone like Charles Barkley. And even Michaela checked me earlier on the show. I was like, oh, I, we don't really expect that from Charles Barkley. He's gotten a, a million things wrong in his public opinions. Like he's very opinionated, right? But she's right, right? Meaning Michaela, like he has a platform. He has a responsibility to get it right. <laughs> he's not only, he not only has a platform you know, via social media, he's on one of the biggest sports programs <laughs> of, uh, that that comes on. We all tune into it, right? Like, so I think it's one of those things where at some point, especially him being who he is and his platform, we have to do our due diligence and put out the correct information on something so sensitive and serious at this point. Quick question. Um, maybe I didn't hear everything that Charles Barkley said, but what part of what he said was not true? Wait, hold, I, I, that's where we're going to start with. So, <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So let's start off with some of the claims so uh, that we're, we're going to make sure that we fact check it. Right. There was a claim that she wasn't an EMT and she was terminated in 2017. Uh, this is actually partially false. It is false that she was, and this is from the U.S. Today fact-checking. It is false that she was fired while her EMT license was current. It is true that she wasn't an EMT at the time of her death. Uh, her family clarified that she was working as an ER technician at two, uh, two area hospitals at the time of her death. Uh, another claim, she was knee-deep in criminal drug-dealing activities with her ex-boyfriend. <clears throat> Uh, the information that came from that, just to paraphrase it, false. While Taylor and her ex-boyfriend Glover had a passive relationship, she was not knee-deep in drug-dealing life. Another yeah, claim, they stopped dating two years ago. Yeah. And mm -hmm. the, the base off of the information is Glover said that he used her house to get packages for clothes and shoes and stuff like that because uh, he wanted to make sure that it didn't get stolen. Um, and that, you know, he Glover has also told US, USA Today that Taylor had no involvement in drug trafficking. Um, and then there's they said that police had certain information and details that came to it. But so far, the information does not show that she was part of it. Another claim she was on jailhouse recordings running drugs for her ex-boyfriend. Um, in terms of that, the concluded information of ruling is false. Nothing in the recordings from jail indicates Taylor was running drugs for Glover. Another claim, Taylor was under surveillance for months running drugs. False, based off of the information US, uh, that we, uh, was obtained. Uh, the report notes that Taylor's house was under surveillance, but does not find Taylor was running drugs. Taylor was on the warrant, as was her car and her apartment. Uh, this information was true. Her name, birthday, and social security numbers are listed on the warrant alongside uh, the names of the narcotics investigation's main targets, Adrian Walker and Kenneth Walker, who was in, who, who was in the apartment at the time of the, of the fatal shooting, are not related. Um, and so Taylor's car was listed in the warrant, but it was her former car. Court records that show that Louisville police obtained a warrant with a no-knock provision for Taylor's apartment approved. The police and prosecutors have said the officers knocked and announced themselves before breaking down. Authorities said at least one person other than police confirmed that Officers announced their presence, um, but there is information in terms of what the neighbors thought. So this information actually is too many conflicting stories. Uh, with this, there are conflicting reports among authorities, lawyers, and media over which whether the police actually announced or not. So that's inconclusive. Brianna's boyfriend fired at officers, striking officer. Officers fired back at Brianna, took the shots. She was not asleep in her bed. Uh, this was true. She was not asleep in her bed. Uh, based on the information, <clears throat> they heard a noise. 
Um, and they heard a loud bang and they initially thought it might have been um, Taylor's former boyfriend, but there was no response when they called out. Walker said he grabbed his Glock and was scared to death. Taylor again at the top of her lungs asking who was it. Walker said in the recording he said he was asking too. They got out of their bed and they're going toward the, the, the door when it, when it came off the hinges. Walter fired one shot, unable, unable to see who was shooting at him. Um, then he told police. Police fired in response, striking Taylor six times. Uh, so basically that there's some information in this viral meme that was going around and information that's going out that is incorrect. <clears throat> and so uh, part of the, what, uh, going back to what you were saying, um, Wilson, the information in pertaining to what Charles Barkley said uh, was that, uh, you know, that the, basically like the, the boyfriend, you know, he said something along the lines of like the boyfriend was involved. Um, nah, and- he said, not, uh, well, from what I heard Charles Barkley say, he said that the boyfriend had shot first, uh, wh- which technically is true. But also the boyfriend may not have known that that was the cops. A cop. Cause, cause, yeah. Because allegedly yeah. the cops didn't announce themselves. That that part was a fact. That's true. Yeah. No, I'm saying what part of what Charles Barkley said was false. I think is uh, it was is that so if I, this is what I have to say for Charles Barkley. I think what Charles Barkley said did not take into account other different variables. Um, because even he said that it's not the same as Ahmaud Aubrey or George Floyd in a mm. sense. Now, I, I think that there are similarities and there aren't. I think ultimately this case is very complex because Kentucky is a stand your ground uh, state. So the boyfriend actually had every right to shoot. The, I think the biggest inconclusive problem is that we don't know if they knocked or didn't knock and then there's also some other information in terms of like like chris isn't there some information in terms of like when police are allowed to not knock and versus when police have to knock well in this case they didn't have to they they had a a no knock warrant they had a no knock warrant they didn't have to do any of that but but they they still have they still have to announce themselves they still have to announce themselves though and that's my point that that's true, but but we don't know whether they announced themselves or not. We we don't know. Like that that unfortunately, that's something that we don't know. What we do know is that allegedly they did not. Yeah. When, they, when when they didn't have to. I, I mean, it's a messed up case. I'm not saying that I personally agree with Charles Barkley, because like Aaron said, Charles Barkley's um whole entire thing, it, it leaves out certain nuances to what happened. Um I would say the biggest issue in the whole entire thing is why did they even get that warrant in the first place? She had one package delivered back in, I think, January. She was shot and killed in March. What did the cops see in between January and March that still would have led them to believe that there was anything going on over that at that house? I understand that when you're building a case for on, on somebody, you're grasping at straws. You're trying to get every little piece of detail or evidence that you can. But, did, like... What, what were they chasing? Were they chasing weed? I mean, no, I th- oh, go nuts. Oh, I was, I was going to say, I think when, when the police officers are building cases like that, right, when they do in, intense and, and detailed uh, investigations, you're casting a wide net because, as we know, crim- criminal organizations like to use, I'm not going to put anything in my name. I may use a girlfriend's, aunt's, cousin's, boyfriend's name to, 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 as a stash house. Yeah. So I need I need to cast the widest net so that yeah, I can always drop charges, I can always release people. 
But once that investigation, once I execute said warrant, I know I have police officer friends who, you know, when they do, when they go knocking on doors and it's a wide net, like a RICO investigation, they're knocking down, they're hitting six spots in one night. Because you don't want an opportunity for somebody to make a phone call and go, hey, yeah, I'm going to, you know, they, they just they just hit Lil Mo's house. They come into you next. Mm-hmm. All right, so I'm, I'm going to flush everything or I'm going to give it to so-and-so. I'm going to give it to Karen. And I'm going to let Karen take it, in her, take it in her whip and she's going to drive off. So, yeah, it's the whole situation is messed up. You know, it, 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 the whole situation is messed up because I think her... Her her home, if I'm if I'm reading this correctly, the the fact checking, her home was a soft target, which means it's a minimal threat to police officers. Meaning she won't fire at the cops, or unless you know, the, the the assumption is she won't shoot at the cops. And if they knock and say, "Hey, it's a Louisville Police Department," she's going to open the door. So you don't like like Charles Buck, like you said, Wilson. Charles didn't take in the little nuances that. Hey, he may not have heard her the, the first knock. There's there's 12 witnesses, 11 of which said, yo, the cops didn't announce themselves. The 12th witness said, well, yeah, he I think they they I think they did because it, it woke me up, but that was only after the third interview. So I mean, which is it? Either they knocked or they didn't knock. You know? I, I mean, I mean, whether they knocked or they didn't knock, like it doesn't matter because legally they had a no-knock warrant, unfortunately. You know what I'm right. saying? Um I think I think that one of the biggest parts of the case is what well, well that people are really mad about are the fact that only one cop got charged with something. Now, from from what I understand, the, the the reason why the other cops didn't get charged is because technically they were shot at. Right. You know what I'm saying? So once once there's gunfire and cops are involved, stuff's gonna get crazy. You know what I'm saying? And that kind of gives the cops almost leeway to to anything happening. Like there's there's going to be innocent bystanders sometimes, unfortunately. The reason why the, the one cop had got charged is because I think he was outside of the house shooting in. He was shooting into a window with a curtain over it, so he couldn't even see what he was shooting at. Well, right, which is could have hit his house and everything. Could have hit his partner. <laughs> could have hit his partner, by the way. Could have hit anybody. Yeah, yeah. could have hit anybody. He's a little reckless. Well, yeah. not really. It the, is neighbor, the neighbors no, were like, they, they were out there shooting like it's the wild, wild west. Outside but, of the house. but also another reason why it's been so hard to prosecute is the fact that the inconclusiveness, inconclusiveness of, of whether they made announce themselves or not. Because like even in even I mean, you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, but even if there is a no knock at some point, they have to announce that they are the police there. Yeah. What's um, the yeah. Once you're what's once you bust the door open, you have to announce. So. Based off that inform, but based off that information, what the what the boyfriend was saying was, they, the the bust through bang already happened, so they were already in the house. And when they add and and based on the information, them asking who is it, who is it, and the police didn't respond. I think that if that was a concrete information, then yes, I think that this would have been a lot easier to, to um, prosecute. But the problem is, it's so inconclusive that that very small detail information is important for them to prosecute. And I guess they're trying to determine that or figure out what to do for that because Kentucky is a stand your ground state. So if they had any force of being afraid that they will get killed, the boyfriend had every right to shoot at the cops if they did not announce. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm with the boyfriend. If I'm at if I'm at home in my drawers and I'm with my old lady and I hear some wrestling going outside my door, I'm like, who is it? 
And I know, all right, her ex is some dude that's known in Louisville. Everybody know, or allegedly. I mean, I'm not allegedly. Yeah, I was about to say allegedly, allegedly. You know, allegedly. maybe he, maybe hypothetically, he's known throughout Louisville as as this big uh, street pharmacist. And I'm not that. I'm, I'm not built like that, man. I'm, I'm the manager at Waffle House. So I, I don't know what if, if, if Glover was, but I'm just saying in, in a scenario. And the cops come wrestling around my door, and I'm saying, "Who is it?" I know I, I have the right to have my gun, I, and they're sure. Well, home protection is not going to be a Glock. I can assure you on that one. It's probably going to be a Mossberg or AR-15. Mm-hmm. And I'm letting off. As soon as that door, as soon as I think that door is, is, is open, I'm, I'm letting off. And I'm going to worry about it at, at the end. When the dust settles and the lights come on, I'll worry about it then. So I'm, I'm with the boyfriend. I'm shooting first and, I'm, and I'll ask questions later. Because I don't know who's coming through my door. Now, if you're going by the letter of the law, it's no, a he, he, he definitely had the right to shoot. Yeah, no, I'm saying if you're going by yeah. the letter, letter, letter of the law, not by emotions, because right now everybody's in this heightened state. Everybody's in this heightened state from pro- police brutality to not, not to not working, to being quarantined. The whole world is jammed up. If you go, if you take emotion out of it, it's a messed up situation. And the, the city and the state should have been financially responsible to Brianna's, to Brianna's family. But who do you prosecute? Because the boyfriend had every right to defend himself. Mm-hmm. The cops were executing a warrant and, so, and somebody fired at them. So they have the right to defend themselves. But we don't know if they we announced don't. themselves or not. So if they did Wait, announce I, themselves, they're at fault. Do That's they legally do they problem. do they hold on, do they legally have to announce themselves on a no knock warrant? Once you're in the I once you're in the house, you once you're, in once the you're house. In, yeah, whenever whatever whatever yeah. if you're breaking into if you're, if you're knocking down the door of a a, a a company to a home, the moment you breach, you have right. to announce it. The whole case could be done. They could find right. kilos of coke around that entire house. They can find they could find them even making the shit. If they don't announce that they are police, that whole case is done. Yeah, but if the moment that they breach, they're getting shot at, how how are they going to announce themselves? But that's not what the yeah. story was. They said that they heard a uh, bang. They, they said they heard a bang, which was the breach moment. Then they asked, who is it? Who is it? Who is it? So there was a period of time, based on the boyfriend's information, if they did not announce themselves, they had a period of time, an, an effective amount of time to say the police were like whatever they say, right? I don't know the full lingo, but they typically would say something like, "Oh, freeze!" Or they'd be like, "It's the police," or something like that. There was, based on the, what he said, there was ample enough time because they were in the bedroom. So if you break through the door, you got to go up the stairs or wherever you got to go. And so there was enough time. That's that's the problem. That's why I said the inconclusiveness. Inconclusiveness. I can't even talk today of whether <laughs> of whether they announce themselves or not. Like is the difference between someone being prosecuted or found guilty versus not. And that's what's holding this up, is that inconclusiveness. And life or death at this point. <laughs> life or death matters with that one announcement. It yeah. changes the entire scenario. It changes maybe even the outlook of how that situation is handled. It even changes whether, uh, you know, gunshots even ring out. It changes everything. Yeah, one, okay. one, one announcement, man. Because I, I don't know. I mean, what I'm reading, basically, it's saying that he heard the... Oh, hold on. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Technical error. <laughs> Looking like an error. Technical <laughs> error. 
<laughs> so, so, so from, from what I'm hearing is he heard the knocking at the door. That's when he, he asked, who is it? And they weren't answering. Then they used the battering ram to knock down the door. And at that point, he shot the first person he saw. That, that's, why I'm reading, that's why I'm reading off of CNN. I can't, bl- I can't blame him for that. And then CNN might be fake news. Yeah. Just be. a quote 45. It might, yeah. <laughs> it, might, it might be. Here, but me- I can't, with that being said, I still can't blame him. Right? It's a messed up situation. I don't it's like the fact. I, I, this is why pol- policing, especially in that department, uh, well, I can't say specifically that department because I don't know the inner workings of that department. But overall, you have to go over those reports with a fine tooth comb. Mm-hmm. Had like they listed her as, as having no injuries. Now I don't know if that if that report means prior to them entering the home did she had did she had not have any injuries or was it after the the uh, shit sandwich that they, that they made that, that she had no injury because if you get shot six times you're injured. You need to render aid to that person yeah. whether it's whether it's a suspect or an innocent bystander as law enforcement. It is your duty to protect and preserve life. Even if that person just shot, that, and that's where, you know, people don't sometimes don't understand that and the, the mentality of certain law enforcement officers. You just shot at me, but I still need to protect you. And if, they, if they're not doing that, if a boy would say, yo, they just let her lie there, she just laid there dying, that's messed up. Yeah. That's not like, you know, okay, you, met, you didn't find anything, you need to get on. You need to get a couple of blood clots in a tourniquet or something, and start mm-hmm. and call, at least call for an ambulance. Make it look, make it look like you're trying. So, so they and, didn't. And so they didn't try to give her any aid. Allegedly, they, they did not. And just, oh, wow. just to clarify too about the knocking information, just so everyone ha- it's out there for anyone to make their own personal opinions. But it says in interviews with several of Taylor's neighbors, the New York Times found only one who reported hearing police announce themselves, and he only heard them say it once. Based upon that, uh, the Times and lawyers for Taylor's family talked to as many as 11 other neighbors who said they didn't hear police identify themselves. Brianna, Taylor's uh, boyfriend, uh, said that uh, there was no response when Taylor twice called out, who is it? Uh, Walker said, well, oh, excuse me, let me go back. So told the police that he and Taylor were watching a movie in bed and it was watching, it was watching them more than they were, we were watching, I don't know. When they heard a loud, oh, they were probably... You know, being yeah, you know, yeah. you know what I'm saying. When they yeah, heard a, some shit. yeah, you know, bang, bang, you bang. When they heard a loud bang at the door, scaring both of them, Walker said he initially thought it might have been Taylor's former boyfriend, but that there was no response when Taylor twice called out, "Who is it?" Then Walker said he grabbed his Glock handgun. It was registered to Walker, saying he was scared to death. Taylor yelled again at the top of her lungs, asking who it was. Walker said in the recording, he said he was asking too. They got out of bed and were going toward the door when it, quote, came off its hinges. So the bang in terms of the door happened when they were in bed. And based off this report, they kept asking, who is it? So by that time, based on this information, it sounds like the police were already in the house. They were already in the house. And the, the couple walked to their bedroom door space. Yeah, man. Like I See, that, 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 that again for me... Um, is it goes back to and it's something that I feel like we talk about a lot and we don't have all of the information, right? Like we don't know what's faction, what's not, but I feel like it always goes back to training, right? If you have these people saying, Hey, who is it? Uh, I would like to think that 
coming out of the police academy or being trained and such, being able to announce yourself and, and being able to say, hey, like without guns ringing off, like I don't, like you can't, I think, that, again, it's just communication. Like that could have been avoided. It just could have been, there has to be another way to go about uh, some of these breaches and or some of the shootings that occur. There has to be another way. Like you, you, you're telling me that this couple was in the bed doing whatever they were doing, hear a loud knock on the door, hear the door come off, or whatever the case may be, go in there still saying, hey, who is it, who is it, who is it? Who is it? Let's say possibly that the police were already in the home. Somehow gunfire is exchanged when, again, from what it's saying from the police report, only one time they were announced as police officers. Like allegedly. That, allegedly, right? Allegedly. Like... I don't know about you guys. Anyone were to break into my home, regardless of what, like the first thing you're doing is reaching for something or you're looking for something like you, you don't know what's happening. Imagine if you're just sitting in your bed and your door just comes off the hinges and you're upstanding. In in New York, you better exit the home. Yeah. Cause you gotta, you have to meet force with force. And if you go in New York, just so you know, (laughs) so I've read, if you, if someone enters your home and they don't have a gun, and you take your Mossberg out. Well, in Brandon's case, he, he, I don't think he's in New York, but I know he yeah. has a sawed, an illegal sawed off somewhere with a serial <laughs> number. Shave down. Shave, shave down. <laughs> if, you, if, if you take that out and you put that in somebody's chest, you will be charged with murder. Absolutely. Or, or at Absolutely. least manslaughter. Absolutely. Man. These aren't standard. We don't live in, in stand your ground states. That's what, again, what's so fuzzy about all of these things is that a lot of these states that where these shootings and, and slings occur, a lot of the, 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 the victims and um, just people in general in, in the in the situation, they have the right to bear arms and stand their ground in some of these situations. That's how a lot of them are able to get away with some of these shootings. Right. Like it, a lot of this is these people being armed with knowledge and with lethal weapons to then be able to manipulate the law to where they can use the lethal weapons. It's well, just it sounds, this is what it sounds, is. Sounds like an issue for the state senators. And well, yeah, that's a, yeah, well, well, yeah, no, no, no. We're, I mean, we're talking bigger level here. I'm saying just in the policing of it, like we have to start to look at how we're training police officers at this point, especially in this climate. There's too many cases, there's too many shootings that happen that occur that unfortunately lead, lead to these disappointing rulings. Or, that some, then, or some, some cops clearly being lazy well, and, and shooting at people instead of, you know, and I'm not saying all, but there have been videos of clearly the person was running could have gotten them and instead pulled out a gun, which should have been the last resort. If your life was not threatened, you shouldn't have put out the gun. There's a million cases like that, literally, where there's that exact same scenario where this could have been avoided had you just pulled out a baton or maybe even a taser, maybe even a taser. I don't listen. I've heard that tasers don't always work. I've heard that they, they don't. They, all right, well, let's they, use they, it on they, you, they, Nas. Come on, let's go. Word, word. <laughs> I, I would assume that's <laughs> that, 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 and but that's what that's why. Listen. So I, I saw one case, somebody used a taser. Oh, yeah, perfect example. I'm glad you guys brought up tasers. In, in Atlanta, in, in Atlanta, right, with, at the peak of the protesting, at the peak of the protesting, the cops were under the assumption that somebody threw something at them or, or, or pointed a gun at them, right, with the, the couple that was driving by the Atlanta cops. And five of them 
ran up on the car, didn't use, didn't use lethal force, they used their tasers, and they all got fired because the, the state said, or the city of Atlanta said, well, that's lethal. Then a month later, the drunk, the, the, the drunk man, I forgot the young man's name, was at Wendy's, fought the cops, took both of their tasers, pointed their tasers at, pointed the tasers at the cops. The first one malfunctioned. The second one went off but missed the cop. So the cop took out his weapon and shot the young man in, in the back. Then they said, well, that cop needs to be prosecuted because it was only a taser. It was, it, and it was, he used lethal force. So you have to ask yourself, grassroots, which is it? Is the taser lethal or is it not lethal? Because right now, people want it both ways. The cops have to announce themselves. They should use a taser. Just to clarify, we're not saying uh, in Breonna Taylor's situation to like to announce and taser. We're just saying that the information that was given, if this, if the cop themselves did not announce, then yes, they have. They, there needs to be consequences. Because if they it, it, life and death situation could have been different. Not saying that this case would have been perfect in a sense, or not a case. The situation would have been like, oh, they announced and everything works out. You, like, you mm-hmm. never know with these things. However, yeah. you know, if they didn't follow the appropriate procedures, there needs to be consequences. Yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. Um, Wilson, what were you gonna say? Uh, no, nothing. <laughs> what? I you mean- just did like the biggest <laughs> breath, and you said something, and then you're like, nah. <laughs> well, no, no, no. I thought I thought about what I was going to say, but I mean, if if you guys want to take it back to Charles, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I guess we covered it all as far as Charles Barkley goes. I'm not going to go too far into it. I'm not because I don't want to come off like I'm defending what Charles Barkley said. No, that's exactly like that. It sounds like you're trying to defend it. No, it's not. It's not that I'm trying to defend what Charles Barkley's saying. It's just that. Okay, so so we all understand like the climate of everything that's going on with cops and everything. Cops are doing a lot of messed up shit to black people. That's mm-hmm. that's a fact. But also, you know, in order to really seek justice, we have to be able to look at everything fairly. You know what I'm saying? And in this case with Breonna Taylor, with the cops being shot at, that does make it a different situation in in regards to comparison to uh, George Floyd or like an Ahmaud uh, Aubrey. Mm-hmm. Um, but what Charles Barkley said does leave out the the, the points of injustice. Like that's it. The, that's like, it. Like though. The, that's like, all like, like like the police report. Um, you know what? Whether they announced themselves or whatever else. So, man, it, uh, it's a slippery slope. I know I, it, when you when you when you run down it because again, for even for us, right? Like when we started to map out what this looked like, what this conversation looked like, there's so many variables and there's so there's there's so much misinformation out there that you're you're easily swayed, especially especially when it's coming from someone of a Charles Barkley that, that has a public, he's a public figure, right? Like he's someone that reports out on a whole bunch of other things. So it's hard to uh, filter what's right and, and what's wrong and, and how that message should be delivered and how it shouldn't be delivered. It's, it's all just very gray. 
So let me ask you yeah. guys this. Do you guys, do you guys think that if they had this same exact situation with white people, do you think that the girl still would have gotten killed? I, there's incidences, well, one that comes to mind in recent history of the young man in Arizona. The, 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 white, the white dude that was in Arizona that was with his girlfriend playing video games, cooking. A neighbor said that they were yelling. The cops were called. They responded as if it was a domestic violence uh, incident. They knocked on the door. They announced Phoenix police. When the man opened the door, he had a gun in his hand. He walked out. He tried to put his hand up and say, wait, wait, wait. The first, the initial cop, uh, cop, let's say cop A, who was directly in front of him, yells out gun. Cop B, who was to the left of the man on, on the side of the apartment complex, opens fire, shoots the dude. And he's in basketball shorts and salsa all in his mouth. He dies. His girlfriend runs out. What are you doing? What happened? Who called you? Cop, cop A pulls her out. Put, puts cuffs on her, puts cuffs on her. You can find this video on the internet. You can hear the uh, organal breathing, which is when somebody's taking their last breath. They make a, they make a, a horrific sound that you, you really can't, all right, well, I guess Wilson got emotional, uh, that you can't really put into words, right? And they just let this man die. They didn't even render aid to him. There are instances policing overall. It, it goes back to what Brandon was saying about training, man, to, to be honest with you. It, ju- it really does, because police officers are supposed to protect and render aid, even if the person is shooting at them, even if they're fighting, fighting them, him or her. You su- your job is to protect and render aid. You, you are supposed to, as police officers, be able and it's hard to because all everybody's human. Check that emotional shit the best that you can and protect that person. And it's hard because every, it's human. The police officers are not robots. Everybody likes to think that they're not robots. They have fucked up haircuts, polyester pants, and ugly ass boots. Donuts. Don't forget the donuts. <laughs> the donut, yeah, the donuts are essential. <laughs> you know, but they're, they're human beings, and I think everybody. Everybody has to understand that, and, it, and, it's, and it's messed up. Our situation is messed up. There's far too many people, black, white, Asian, purple, or whatever, that, that, are, that die at the hands of, uh, what's the word? I'm ill-trained or not, I don't know, ill-trained is not the, it's not the proper word. In, I'm looking in, for. Improperly retained training. Yeah, we'll, we'll go with that yeah. first. We'll go with that. Yeah, but that it's it's just it's terrible. And I wish there was a position, right, that the state that the governor would appoint to where there's a per, a man or woman who's been a cop for about five to ten years. The state offers to pay for them to go to law school. They they retire from law enforcement and they and they investigate objectively these incidences because they know how, they would know how to read the police report and they would have a training of. Uh, uh, education of the letter of the law. And they would owe that state, let's say, 10 to 15 years of employment because the state paid for their for their law degree, which they can use after their, their 10 or 15-year term with that state. 
and have them investigate. Now, granted, that is the Justice Department. That's what the Justice Department is supposed to do, but they haven't been working efficiently enough. I was about to say, that's something that's been, in, that's been happening for God knows how long. When have we actually seen that work efficiently right. and or effectively? It's yeah. not effective. It's not effective. Right. The implementation of that thinking and strategy and, and know-how, it's not, it's not applied. That's the problem. That is the problem. It's the, the, the most, the most um, egregious yet obvious thing that happens constantly a lot of times with these uh, slains is the chokehold, right? Cops, cops know it's an illegal move. It's illegal. You know you're not supposed to do that. Yet, at the last minute, a, a, a suspect get a hold of you, you like, right, I got it, I got him. Like, I got it. You instantly kick into, like you're saying, Nas, your humanality side of saying, oh, nope, let me defend myself. Your automatic is maybe a chokehold. So yeah. it's like, how do you, how do you, how do you measure it? How do you, what do you do? I think two things can be true, right? One, do like, for example, not just that example from Arizona, right? Can these circumstances, these incidences where uh, policemen that aren't quite properly trained or do not retain certain information, uh, mishandle a situation, can that happen to any ethnicity? Yes. But also in the same note, can certain circumstances uh, are black people discriminated and is their process of justice and is their process of police dealing with them uh, done differently than some other ethnicities? Both can be true. Yes. And honestly, they both are true because the, 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 the improper training or the, the lack of retaining a training impacts everything. It impacts instances where it may not be a, a racially driven or, or a discrimination situation and just a policeman killing someone because they're not handling things properly. Can it also contribute to coupled in with a policeman's own personal bias, then also having the improper training or at least having this, the bias sentiment that fuels that decision, that's problematic too at the end of the day. And it all goes back to the fact that uh, the, 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 the justice system is messed up in so many different ways. And it's about fixing that. And I think that, you know, especially in this situation, I can understand why everyone's seeking justice. And especially if the, po- the cops did announce themselves, yeah, <laughs> they have every right to seek justice for this situation. I think, yeah. you know, we just, and I guess I'm going to pose the question to you, which is also part of Charles Barkley thing. So what is it? Is it about reallocation of funds is it reform police reform or the system reform is it a combination of both you know because if people are because charles barker said it's not about defunding the police it's about reform though i do think that certain money should be allocated to other resources and and, in some sort of money should be allocated resources like the training right but what what are we what are we aiming for in terms of that because some people want reform someone defund someone both what are you guys thoughts Mm-hmm. I think when, when Barkley said defund the police, right, and here it was his lack, because he, I don't believe he thought about reallocation. He said that? He, yeah, he was like, you know, what he that's, said was, he, he said you have to stop with the defund police mantra, because you know who's not defunding the oh, police? Yeah. Rich white people. Yeah. And he said, and who and who the black people going to call? Ghostbusters? So, yeah. It, his his in his head defund the police is abolish the police abolish the police well and 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 it's actually more to what Aaron is is saying and it's reallocation of funds away from police into social services, which I'm I'm actually for, but I, it needs to start earlier. Let's get therapy for for like America as a whole 
needs needs a therapy session. Yeah. Let's go, let's reallocate funds to 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 domestic violence, whether women, men, LGBTQ uh, plus community, whoever it is who needs that those funding that funding. If it is a non nonviolent emotional disturb emotionally disturbed person, you maybe you don't need police officers there, but you would have to know that person's mental history, their, 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 that, that mental history, because they may become violent. Are you going to send a social worker there? Because the social worker is only going to end up calling the people with the handcuffs and the guns who know how to de-escalate, de-escalate that situation with force. Yeah. So it, it's, a, it's a total evaluation, re-evaluation of how we handle proper, uh, problems here in society. Like, there really should be money towards ele- public elementary and, and uh, high school and junior high schools for therapy. Because Lord knows that a lot of children, whether they're in public or private school, need therapy because they have to talk through a lot of things. So if you start at the root, because a lot of people just want to cut off the branch, but the tree is still there. So you need to get to that root and find out, well, as a society, how can we become better to where the police are only only are only coming for the extreme circumstances? Because people are not inviting cops to the barbecues to have a plate of food. They're usually invited to the barbecues because the music's too damn loud. I mean, nobody, nobody loves the police like they love firefighters. Firefighters have calendars. Everybody wants to be a fireman. The ladies wear something, whoever, you know, whoever feels sexy, they put on a fire hat and they feel good. Mm-hmm. No, 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 nobody's doing that for cops unless you're a bad boy. I've seen a lot of sexy cops <laughs> during Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> I was in that one. You're, welcome, you're welcome, Wilson. That was an alley. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was a good. So, that was a good alley. So, I guess another question I want to ask you. I mean, I feel like we're going to be on this topic for for quite some time. You guys want to keep right. rolling? I, I'm down to keep rolling. Um, yeah, I mean, I, 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 that's what I sent to the chat. I, I wanted to talk about the Tory thing, but I feel like this is such a good free flowing conversation of just a lot of the things that are happening now. So, I'm with whatever. Yeah, of course. Okay, so you know, let's go with the flow, man. Um, let's go. So with this conversation too, I do think that there needs to be a greater conversation in terms of like technically celebrities and influencers. Technically, they don't have. Okay, it, it's very complicated to explain this, but basically, like technically, they don't really have to have the responsibility of being aware of what they say, but at the same time, they do. And this is what I mean, right? When we talked about Charles Barkley, like he has a big platform. If he's gonna talk on certain things, he has to be informed about it to talk on it. The problem is, is technically there's really not a responsibility on influencers to have to be super informed about anything when they're talking. It's kind of like a moral responsibility, right? But it's people don't follow it. So where do we kind of like, Ha- draw the line in terms of that and, and 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 is that something that like the accountability should be placed on these influencers who have big in, big platforms or understand that if you have a big platform if you have a massive following if you influence a lot of people like you should be held accountable and responsible for for being informed about what you're talking about where do we draw yeah. the line with that um i think we, we i think it's hard to draw the line just because people put uh, celebrities and, and influencers and, and people of, uh, that have some sort of power on a different level than what they should. 
you know, it's, it's the whole putting people on a, on, a, on a higher pedestal than what they're supposed to be. And because of that, I feel like we put um, uh, sometimes pressure on on people that it's it's not even warranted. It's not even fair for them to even fight some of those battles, right? Like you can't expect, uh, I don't know, like a Jay-Z to go bail out every rapper that you know, catches a case just because he's done it for the past three people, right? Like you, you, we have to set real expectations for people that are in power because while they they have power and stature and and they could use their celebrity to uh, sway or or fix or even you know push a narrative, we also have to think about their well beings as well. Like, how is this affecting them? Maybe this is something that is a sensitive topic and or a trigger for them that they can't get into and they they can't. Uh, you know, dive into simply because it's something that uh, impacts them personally. So I think we have to factor that, right? Like I saw there was someone I was talking to and they said that they unfollowed one of their favorite bloggers because it, that because they didn't report out on uh, anything BLM. Now realizing that, all right, maybe that they, they, they have a direct friend that was affected by maybe talking about something like that affects them. Maybe they're not in the place to even have that kind of conversation. I think that we have to start thinking about that as well. Everyone has a, a time and a place and a space to communicate however they see fit. And I just think it just needs to be respected. We shouldn't have, you shouldldn't force force people or or force people to use their platforms how you may intend to use it. Not everyone has that same level of of understanding or and or know how. We're all trying to figure it out. This this is something that's happening more aggressively than it, it ever has in quite some time. Back to back to back, right? Like I feel like every month or week there's some sort of shooting. There's some sort of something happening to where it, it's 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 difficult to navigate. So so what would you guys want to see put into place um, as far as within the justice system to um, protect black people that are killed in these uh, types of situations? And it's and not necessarily just. Uh, dealing with police because it's not only police that kill us and get away with it. It's also regular, uh, what, what, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, patrons, 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 mm-hmm. patrons. Yeah. Mm-hmm. you know, that, that can kill us and get away with it. I.E. George Zimmerman, um, the guy who was arguing with the, the man's, uh, girlfriend in the parking lot, the guy comes to defend his girlfriend and do pulls out a gun, do gets on his oh, knees yeah. and he mm-hmm. still shoots him and gets away with it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, so what would you guys want to see put into place um, as far as the law goes to protect us? Well, uh, one, I kind of want to answer going back to the influencer part and then answering that. So in terms of the influencer aspect, I do think that, it, yes, it's, we can't place certain responsibilities on influencers, but, uh, but influencers and those who have a notable, re- or a notable stretch and reach um, – they need to hold themselves accountable, uh, especially for serious topics. Like there's no excuse, you know, there's, you have to, I mean, unfortunately there are shitty people and there are people who don't care about the power that they have, but anyone who has a following and those that they influence, like you have to do a better job holding yourself accountable and understanding the impact that you can have. Right. Like even when, like, even in terms of like, okay, if I'm going to speak on this, I'm going to make sure that I'm, I'm, I'm having information to give my opinion. So even if you disagree, disagree with me, you know, you at least will know that I took the time to look up the information and facts. I think that sometimes people don't do that. I think that some people may have an opinion, but they don't address like certain information. 
Um, and there is a, there is a sense of responsibility that needs to be accountable. And especially if you're associated with a music label or agents or whatever, like you have to also be responsible of your client too. You have to be responsible mm -hmm. of that individual as well to make sure that whatever, and especially when it comes to broadcast, that's another thing to a broadcast. You really like, you have to have your facts and information in, and, and to give your opinion. And, and there's so many media platforms that are not doing that and news included. Yeah. I'm not just saying Fox, CNN and everybody. Right mm -hmm. now, it's just like having content that's emotionally driven, right? And part of it is honestly, part of the blame is social media. It's all about what to get people to click, what to get people to share because the revenue model for media is based off of ads. And unfortunately in certain capacities, when you're focusing on ads, it's about getting that and getting the, the subscription model and the ads uh, attention in front of the consumer. How do you mm -hmm. do that? Via clickbait, opinion pieces. The, the, the traditional news has changed over time to two things, right? One, citizens now can report, which it, in a way it's good because it allows for certain things that typically was hidden before to be able to be shown now. So traditional uh, journalism has switched to like a citizen 2.0. But with that though, there are people who think they are properly trained or that mm -hmm. they, you know, um, have uh, no, like know how to put out the content or they do things and they're misinformed because they don't understand mm -hmm. certain journalism integrity. Now it's okay to be, people mess up, even media messes up. But we ourselves have created this environment of clickbaits and emotional responses and that is, and especially during a time when we rely on the internet and the internet is driven by those things, it's making things complicated. So it's not just police that have to be cleaned up and reformed. Media needs to be cleaned up and reformed. Mm -hmm. Social Agreed. media platforms and how they handled everything from the last election to what's going on now, they all need to get cleaned up and have better uh, 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 policies. It's messed up and things have to change and people have to understand it's not just the, the, the police reform. It's so much more that's contributing to this problem. Mm -hmm. I agree. So that's I kind agree. of answering both. Wilson. Yeah, that answers this. both. Um, also, you know, want to thank everyone for, for tuning in this week. Um, as to Naz's point, subscribe. Be sure to hit the notification button for a grassroots podcast on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. It's everywhere. Also, Discord. Be sure to sign up. We talk about everything. I'm sure we're going to be talking about this. A lot of what we've been doing now is talking about a lot of some of the episodes that we've had and, and, and talking to a lot of you guys directly about it right within our Discord. So be sure to join um, and share your thoughts. That said, I'm, I'm one of the hosts. I'm Brandon Killer BH Hall. I'm Aaron Ashley Simon. I am the regular Nas. I am Wilson. And special appearances from Chris and Michaela. We out of here. <laughs> bang, bang. Mm -hmm. Bang, bang. Where's that from again? Uh, grass, 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 grass.